again, we're going to be talking about the Scott Peterson case today. We're going to be going into the interrogation slash police interview that occurred on Christmas Day, uh, 2002, I believe. And this is the day after she, uh, Lacey Peterson, his wife, was reported missing. And um, I've never seen this. I, I've not pre-watched it. I don't know what's going to be said on this. Like I said, I, I I don't know much about this case. And what the the goal for this series, so to speak, is to go through it uh, with me uh, that I, I don't know anything about it and kind of get caught up to date on where this case is at so that we can have a, you know, a meaningful discussion about what the L.A. Innocence Project is claiming, so to speak. Does that make sense to you, Big Blue? Yeah, yeah. and some of them, like me, it's been years since I've seen this case. Like I said, I didn't follow it back then either. I knew yeah. about it, but I didn't follow it. So I know for some people, they probably just been knowing about it too. So they get to get caught up just like us. Yeah, well, hundred percent. I mean, this thing happened almost two decades ago, or over two decades ago. So yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's get into it. This is about an hour, and well, let's shrink that. We're going to play this back at a little bit quicker. Let me know if you guys can hear it all right. Pretty much got along. Let's just go over what, what we already talked about so I can make some notes. See if you remember something that you don't, maybe you don't know you remember. So today, just tell me about the morning. Um, okay. I don't know what time we got up. Probably uh, Lacey got up and went and um, I assume had some, she had some show for breakfast. Each Friday she wakes up, otherwise she gets sick because she's pregnant. Um, I laid around in bed longer and got up at uh, 8 o'clock probably or so. Uh, showered. We were watching her favorite show, Martha Stewart. Watched a little bit of that. Um, Blue, did you... Um, all right, so he says that they were watching her favorite show, Martha Stewart. It kind of gives you an idea of time frame of, of, of what he's talking about, if that can be verified, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he kind of had a little... It crackled to his voice. Does it sound genuine to you? Yeah, I mean, it's hard sometimes to fake that crackle. Like, he, he's still emotional. Yeah. Um, and that Martha Stewart show, man, it, it's been since I think we were probably in high school. It's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, yeah, yeah. So, I just wanted to pick up on that. You know, he's talking about the morning. He said that for those that maybe didn't pick up on what he said uh, that it was um, at least he woke up first. He woke up about eight o'clock and they were having breakfast and well, I, mean, I didn't hear if he had, did you hear if they had breakfast? No, right. No, I think he said that he had, uh, that they prepared something and they watched their show. Yeah. I just remember they were watching their show as they were doing their thing. So all right, let's continue. You didn't watch the whole thing, though. No. You remember what part you saw? I mean, I don't know what, uh, what 
Some cook a meal. I don't know. Cookies of some sort. They talk about what to do with meringue. Um, and I, I can't remember. Your house, you had the, the converted garage area. Is that your TV room like? Yeah. Is that where you were then? Okay, did you eat any breakfast? Yeah, that was real. Okay, and then, uh, then what? Um, when did you realize you were going to go fishing? Oh, that was a morning decision. It's either go oh, morning or go play golf at the club or go fishing. Okay. Um, seemed too cold to go play golf at the club. So, um, yeah, just decided to, you know, buy a dirty or told what she was going to do for the day and You know, he didn't finish that sentence. You know, he, he didn't say it was too cold and he kind of, um, I think he caught himself that, yeah. that it wasn't believable because he started kind of mumbling around there. And then he kind of goes like, yeah, you know, it was, you know, kind of decided 930, uh, go fishing. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't finish it. And he just kind of like goes off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought that was a little weird where you where you said that it was too cold to be at the golf club, but that he went fishing. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And supposedly the waters that he went fishing in were very choppy, and you know it's a lot colder on the water than it is on the green. I can guarantee you that. And um, what do you call it? Um, I, don't, I just think that that's kind of weird. Uh, I, I think it's. I think you're right. Let's continue this. Okay, so Bob, she told you what she was going to do for the day. Yeah. And what was that? Um, she's going to finish cleaning up. Like I said, she's going to put that kitchen floor. Um, take the dog for a walk, and then she's going to the store to buy for Christmas morning breakfast tomorrow. And that was going to be a involved prep. So that was her afternoon, just prepping for breakfast. And He's not having any problems remembering anything. Yeah, this is what a day, a Christmas day, so only one day after. So. No, I, I, I understand that, but he's talking about what they were going to do that day. You know, they were going to prepare for Christmas breakfast, they were going to do this, that. Like, I know. I would assume, and again, this is one of the reasons why they were looking at him because of the way he was acting in his behavior. But it is a little bit weird to me, you know, that when you typically when you see, it almost seems like it was rehearsed. Let me put it that way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I think he went over this story quite a bit. What was she mopping? The tile in the entryway area? The entry of your front door or the entry of your little interior converted? Uh, when I, oh, the, um, well, not the front door, but that back door that we came in. Right, where the mop was outside of it? No, no, no. Oh, oh, where, you, oh where your dogs weren't out to your well, back door? Okay, if you have the converted garage, yeah. right, then you have the kitchen. And you have a room with two chairs in it. Right. Uh, yeah, that room in the kitchen. Uh, I don't know how far she planned to go. 
had me put the, uh, the bucket by the front door for her. So she asked you to put the mop bucket by the front door? Yeah, she's yeah, he was pregnant. I can't pick it up or anything, so I filled it up for her. So he's saying that he he put the bucket by the door. <clears throat> you think he's telling the truth, Blue? I think, in a sense, he probably is. Because um, and one of the theories that I thought of was, what if he if he got convicted for it? But what if he did the the deed there in the house, and there was blood? So he had to mm -hmm. clean it up. Mm -hmm. Of course, he, he's the one that somebody probably saw him putting the mop and bucket outside. So he probably had to say, yeah, I put it out there just to make sure that it cooperates with if somebody saw him. See, to me, I think he's trying to explain why there's possibly, you know, DNA freshly on that bucket. Right. So he's saying... <clears throat> So that way, you know, because police are going in there and they're smelling the bleach, they're seeing the mop, they're seeing the bucket. They're wondering to themselves that this guy, you know, harm his wife in the manner that you just said, and then cleaned it up, right? And, you know, if his wife was out there and she was, he says that the wife was on doing the mopping and stuff, then if they go in, they were to check, like, let's just say the DNA, and it was abundantly, more abundantly his on that handle or, or on that bucket, than hers, and then that leads you to believe that he was the last one to maneuver it, move it, and use it. And so I think that by him saying that he put it there kind of explains why they might find that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, then again, I mean, that, that, that's a lot of thinking. I don't know how smart this guy, this guy is. You know, that's a lot of forethought. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he. If you think about it, he bought the, he bought the, the boat in advance. It's true. He was already seen somebody else, and it wasn't the first person he had seen, and it wasn't the first person that he had mentioned that his wife passed away. Yeah. So. Or, or he didn't. He never said she passed. He said that he lost her. Yeah. So we got we got to we got to be factual. He he right. he he never admits that she passed away. That's right. He, he lost her, but it didn't say. Yeah, he, didn't he, he which way. Right. He even goes in to say something to the effect like, um, uh, "What do you call it? Uh, there's more than one way to lose somebody." You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I just felt like, but you're, you're right. I mean, if he may, if he did go through so much planning, uh, he may have thought about the DNA and the, and the possibility of those type of things. Yeah. Like that boat, what I don't get, it's that they said he made five anchors for that little boat. Uh-huh. Five anchors. I mean, you need one anchor for that little boat, you know? In, in yeah. the bay, they sold, you know, those those um, spreadable anchors for like 50 bucks, 40 bucks back then, 30 bucks. 
So for him to have to make five of them just doesn't make sense to me either. Well, he can't go out there and buy them. Because if he goes out there and buys them and they can't find them, you know, where they go, right? Right now, they can only it can only be speculated that he made them, right? There's no actual evidence that that's what he did. He could have... He could have no done buckets. There's no list of five buckets or six buckets he bought somewhere. That's I don't know. I mean, he, he could have just used the same bucket over and over again. I don't know. Yeah, if you had to take it out quick and that is it hardens in there and then you have to break the buckets to get them out. Well, he. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, you're right. All right. Maybe that's why they think there's four or five. But, you know, if, if he goes and buys anchors, I mean, you, you can buy four or five buckets. It doesn't look weird. You can, you can go back and buy, um, you know, cement that don't look weird. But if you go out there and buy five anchors, I yeah. think somebody might remember that. Yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? So it's been on my mind since we thought about the case the other day. Like, why do you make so many anchors for such a small boat? I mean, I would understand one anchor and maybe a 200-foot rope, you know. That way he can actually anchor on to to something but i don't know maybe yeah no i agree with you it's weird and also they've not found it i don't think i don't know what his explanation was of it uh if anybody in the live chat knows uh, did he ever claim not to have made five let's see oh the the concrete rings are on the garage floor gotcha gotcha and kt no i did not lose a bet I uh, I was trying to uh, line up my beard, and I went a little too low. I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to me one time, man. I tried to line it up, and I thinned it, and then I thinned it, and then by the time I knew it, I had a goatee. Dude, I had like a like a like a just like a you know one of those like chin strap beards yeah. back in the day that people used to wear uh, or have. I, I had one of those, but it was like long hair, looked weird. It was like. Dang it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the way it looked. I tried to spot a sport, the, the goatee with the mustache that lasted about, about 45 seconds. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'll just, it's gone. It's gone. And maybe I'll bring it back. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but yeah, the, the anchors is, is a weird, it's a weird thing. You're absolutely right. Where are they? Why did he make them? A lot of weird coincidences. Uh, I'm not one that likes to believe in in, in coincidences. Uh, you know, I think there's a situation where one one is like happenstance, two is coincidence, three times is a pattern. I think that's yeah. how it goes, right? So let, let's let's see what's going on. And the other thing that's in the chats is it, they say sus is he took a big insurance policy out on her. Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true. I, I remember hearing about that. Well. When bringing up the information, how did it? Did you move it back after, or when you come home, or how did it get outside? Yeah, yeah. So you put it out there. Mm -hmm. Dog and the cat ran in. Yeah, she wasn't about to lift anything heavy. So when you left, do you remember what she was wearing? Uh, black pants. Uh, white long sleeve top. The kind of buttons or no, just like a long sleeve t-shirt kind of thing. But you know, didn't say anything on it or 
Hey, Blue. What's up? When was the last time you saw your girlfriend? Two days ago. What was she wearing? She was wearing a black t-shirt. With a 49ers duck on it. Oh, so you remember? Yeah. Damn. I, I don't remember those things, man. I couldn't I couldn't answer this question. Like I just saw my wife, and I'll be honest with you, I don't really remember what she's wearing right now. I think it's a white shirt. <laughs> I just yeah, I was just kind of curious about that because I'm not good at remembering clothing and things like that. Unless I'm like trying to remember. If I'm trying to remember something, remember a scene, you know what I mean? I'll put it in my head, but if if I'm not if I'm just walking by, I don't know. Like if, for instance, remember the uh, Richard Allen case? You have those juveniles that saw, you know, that guy walking by. If they would have asked me, I'd have been like, "Dude, I don't, I don't know what he was wearing. <laughs> he he could have been wearing shorts and a and a Hawaiian shirt." If you told me, and I'd probably say, "Yeah, it's true." You know what I mean? <laughs> Most of the time, I I am. I got a pretty good photo photogenic memory when it comes to certain things. Except for when I ask you questions, Blue. I see how it is. <laughs> hey. I like, kid, I kid. Especially when it comes to cars, I'll be driving down the street and I'll be like, huh, did I just see something? Yeah, it was, you know, off the corner of my eye. What is it? The Camaro or whatever I saw that day. <laughs> yeah. I still have yeah. to catch my attention, especially brake cutters. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess I'll leave it at that. Let's finish this. <laughs> Jacket or shoes? No, no shoes. Do you notice her jacket? Her jacket was there? Or did she wear it? Like if she went walk, walking at 10 o'clock or 9 30, she just steals my stuff. She uses your stuff? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't return to stuff, so I. Just because I want to rehear it. I want to hear what you said. How about shoes? Does she have a certain kind of shoes that she walks in? Yeah, I use a pair of white tennis shoes. Do you know? Did you remember if they were there or not? Um, and I looked for them in their normal place, which is outside of our wet bar. Okay. Uh, they were not there, but we didn't look further. 
Okay, so then about 9.30 you left. Mm -hmm. And you drove your four-door truck. Um, and you went over to your shop? Right. What did you do over there? Um, I assembled my uh, mortiser. You know what a mortiser is? No. It's a woodworking tool to make tables. Oh, uh, maybe you saw it on the uh, trailer there. Okay. Uh, yay big. Yeah. Yeah, I just got that, so I assembled it. Check my email. Send one email. He went to go check his email while he was there too. Uh, yeah, it was 2002, so I don't think we were getting emails already on our phones yet, unless you had like, right. Blackberry. Right, right, right. Computer. You should have had right. a computer probably by then. Right, but I mean, this is also this is also Christmas Eve. You're gonna go golfing. You decide to go boating. You know that doesn't sound like you're you're thinking about work or anything. I understand maybe you go to your warehouse to pick up your boat, but I mean that's where the boat was, right? That's where you said that he went to go pick it up. Was that correct? Yeah, that's where it sounded like he said he went to put it back. Also, right? Huh. I mean, you know, if, if there was like, if he did load up something in 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 the boat. He could have done that there at, at at the warehouse, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of people are saying that, oh, you know, we didn't see him load anything into the boat at the marina. But what about that warehouse? You know, it's Christmas Eve. I, I highly doubt there's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not a lot of people out in the water in December. Well, that yeah. too. And then the thing that, that, that I was thinking of also, it's a, it's a V-bottom boat, right? It's aluminum. Mm -hmm. the, to have potentially the body and five anchors. And uh, that boat would be so unstable, man. It'd be crazy. And the weight shifted one way, it'd be leaning like crazy. So, so how do you think... How do you think one person could do that in that type of boat? It'd be tough. And especially like she was small. She probably she was like five one, five two, probably a hundred something pounds, and ten. Mm -hmm. Well she was yeah. also eight, eight well, she was eight months pregnant. Yeah. But the five anchors were five point. Like tie down one each arm, one each leg, and then maybe one around the neck to keep her down. Makes sense for when they found just a torso. Right, it makes sense for that. But how do how do you make sense of getting that body with those anchors? Unless the anchors are super, like long. Unless they were right. they were just like half buckets, you know. Right, like then, for no, 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 like the the wire used, so you. What you do is, well, it'd be tough, but you would literally have to toss the body over. I mean, it'd be hard because if you threw one of those anchors over, it's going to go, right? And that's going to yeah. start to pull the boat. So yeah. you almost have to drop all five of them in at the same time. Yeah. 
exactly you know from experience you drop an anchor that thing starts running through your hands like crazy if especially with the heavy anchor you get yeah. rope burns in your hands so if, she, if you had her tied to him i mean i think she, he, he probably wrapped her up in something with all the anchors connected to her i don't know you know what he could have done he, he said that he went to go do what he went to go work on this wood machine right that works yeah. with wood builds up yeah. some stuff what if he what if he built a little contraption right a little um kind of like a little table thing with a little flap you can put all the you know the you know he can sit on one side right he sits on one side of the boat you put this little like, like I'm, I'm guessing almost like an l-shaped type of thing and you put the you put the weights on there you pull a string it drops it drops the flap the weights go in the water at the same time you hold back on the on the left on the on the opposite side of the boat and then you let the weights pull the body into the water yeah, I mean, that's a lot of work. Man. I that's think the only way I can th I can think of, of of somebody being able to being able to to do that. Yeah, especially in the Bay Area, like I would say, depending on how choppy it is, you're gonna be rocking pretty bad in a little boat like that. Right. Even it's a fourteen footer. Right. Yeah. We'll have to see what, what other evidence they, they produce. Or, or check this out. Another way that they could do it is if he had those weights placed in the boat to offset weight. Not not all of them were attached to the body. Like you can you can have multiple strings attached to one hook. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So he could have three strings attached to one hook on one anchor and, and the other strings on another and drop those. And what he's doing with the other anchors is putting them on the opposite side of the boat to, to counteract the weight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it would be something that he would have to hide with a tarp. That way nobody can see it. Because especially like those boats, they have, they, they're like V be like a v-shaped one it, it has a little hole yeah so you can cover it with a tarp he didn't have no fishing gear supposedly he right. had no bait hmm. no yeah i mean those are the th and those things make him look very guilty uh i, I just I mean, you know we're trying to figure out how he could dispose the body there i think you know i think people we might be looking at this wrong and looking at it as he used all of those weights to hold down the body. He may have only used two of them. And the other three were to counteract the weight distribution. And as you know, he throws off one, he moves one weight, right? It's not a big ass boat, so you can just move them around. And then you throw off another, and then you throw off another until you don't have any more. Yeah, but I mean, I think for a torso just to come up something had to hold the rest of the body down well yeah 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 they you use two of them right <laughs> uh, I, I, we ain't doing that in the winter time that's for sure we'll try that <laughs> in the middle of summer <laughs> uh, but not in the middle of winter and it better be like a two foot pull because man those weights will take you down quick yeah yeah because what, what i'm thinking is maybe maybe there was just two weights 
and he used, you know, there was a theory that he was using wire. You can wrap wire and, you know, tie it to a hook and then get another piece of wire and tie it to the same hook and another piece of wire, as long as the wire is long enough. Right. I mean, you really only need one. And like I said, you could use the other ones if they were made to offset the weight. I wonder if I, I know that somebody said in the live chat that they did a uh, there was a special where there was not a special. There was an attempt by the uh, prosecution, uh, four different attempts to try to reenact it and it didn't work. I wonder if. If they could reenact it, if they reenacted it with not utilizing all of the weights as anchors for the body and some of them to offset weight. Right. It can be. Um, uh, she was a small person, I'm pretty sure. He's, and he's a tall guy. He could have picked her up and then just the weights been wrapped around and then she was tied up. And then, because he eventually, you know, stuff in the bottom starts deteriorating, starts falling apart. Mm-hmm. That's why, um, when you see certain, I guess, you know, in bigger cities when the the mob used to do it they would just see parts fly float up because the rest would get stuck in whatever they were tied to yeah or sometimes they want to find anything yeah Yeah, that's the thing it's the bay area so they found the torso in some areas there's sharks they would they would have eaten it you know what i mean but unless that's uh san francisco bay area so i don't think there is any sharks in there yeah uh, Angel, asked, we're going to go over the search warrants and the evidence at some point. Yeah, we, we plan on going through everything on this case. It's it's not going to be this Friday because I think this Friday we're going to go back into, uh, you know, back into probably uh, I think there's a Coburger uh, hearing that we're going to talk about and some other stuff that's come up in Delphi might even take some phone calls. Uh, and then we'll get back into Scott Peterson case on, uh, on Monday. But let's uh, let's jump back on on this. Billy, do you think that he he sent an email out to his boss on purpose in 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 efforts to because obviously he was going to be questioned. He knew he was going to be questioned. And if he start, you know, he's he's talking about these details and they come up, you know, these little details come up truthful. Like, yeah, he hey, I did get an email at this time. He wasn't lying about that. He wasn't lying about this. He wasn't lying about that. That that would maybe perhaps um, persuade the cop into thinking that he's not lying about taking her life as well. I mean, yeah, he, he, he'd be a good alibi to say, hey, I was at work to an email. That's and true, too. Video of him going into work or 
his ID card or somebody saw him. Right. So it depends on what kind of access, you know, the cameras they had back then. Here's the thing. He's a salesman, right? And one of the tools or one of the objectives as a salesman is to get a person to like say yes uh, multiple times. You ask them certain questions. Uh, you know, you got to get them to trust you and stuff like that. And that sounds like what this is. This this is what he's doing. He's selling this guy that he's honest and that he wasn't doing anything. He's showing him examples of him being honest. So that way, when it comes down to him and being asked the question more nefarious, then you know, he'll believe him. Or he could be telling the truth and you can commit this. I don't know. We'll see. That don't mean you can go and and spam email this guy, Blue, just because you got possibly his email address. You got his email address and his phone number. <laughs> you were making prank calls. Okay, so you assembled the video and you put He didn't like that the boat was supposed to arrive on the 26th. You know about what time you left Modesto? Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, I, you know, extrapolate what time I got that deal at noon. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, maybe I didn't go back enough. I guess not. I, I'm, I don't know. You can't play. I can't remember when I picked it up. Okay. I remember that, that the boat was arriving. Okay. You did say the boat was arriving on the 26th, and I wasn't happy about that. Right? So then why did he buy his fishing license for the 23rd and 24th? Well, he got it early. I mean, he, he had it there. since, I think he had yeah. it since, uh, like, the 9th. I don't know if it's the right boat. 
Yeah, he bought it on the tw- he got the license on the twentieth. So. Yeah, I, I don't remember when he bought the boat, but it was even earlier than that. I think he'd had it for a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what boat he's be, be referring to. But yeah, you're said, right. Yeah, he, he had it serviced, being serviced. Uh, that's right. That's probably what it is. That the boat wouldn't be back until then. Huh. I don't know. He can't play. I can't remember when I picked it up. Okay. I remember that, that the boat was arriving in 26, and I wasn't happy about that. But other than that, it may have been when I got back from the office. Okay, then you hooked your boat up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know about what time you left Modesto? Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, I, you know, extrapolate what time I got that deal at noon, is that right? Yeah, that was uh, no one. And which one is it there? You know, it has two times? Oh, okay. Um, which one's right? Tuesday. He's impressed with himself about something that he was correct on. Yeah, the timing, because he, like I said, he, he rehearsed it, man. Like, it doesn't seem like somebody's worried about, hey, my pregnant wife is out there missing. Why ain't we looking at it? No, uh, I went golfing. I went boating. Instead of being like, uh, can we hurry this up? I want to go search. I want to go look. He doesn't need. He has one, no, no signs of like, like, worry in the world right now. You know, you're absolutely in, in right. My, in my opinion. Yeah, I was about to say, they're ten minutes into this interview. He he was sitting in there already for a, an extended period of time. And up until this point, he's not asked about if there's an update on his wife, if they found anything, if they've heard anything. Is there any leads? You know, and now the officer, I can guarantee you, he's taking a note of that and he's not going to ask him, you know, aren't you worried about your wife or any of these things? He's going to wait to see how long it's going to be before he finally asks that question, if at all. And I think that that's very telling, you know, because. If she were missing, you know, you're right. You know, there'd be different, like, you know, I'm not saying that some people act differently and I get that, but you would assume that those type of questions would be brought up regardless if they were in, in panic or under calm control collectiveness or, you know, any of those things you would expect those questions, updates, leads for somebody that is missing. Yeah. And, And he's not usually to me. That's an indication that somebody probably already knows what the outcome is and they're not worried about. It. Yeah, to me, it sounds like he's trying to more lock lock down his alibi. Yeah. Oh, you got the 12 o'clock time? That's what I thought it was, 12 o'clock. Yeah, you know, it, it confirms. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of suspicious, man. Yeah, so far it is. So far it is. He looks like he's laughing there. Yeah, he looks happy because he got the times right. Hi, twelve fifty-four on December twenty-first. Five bucks expires. Um, expires eleven fifty-nine p.m. Tuesday. 
Okay, so you got there at one o'clock. I got there at one. Yeah, about one. And I imagine it took the police down. Says he got where at one? Did you hear that, Blue? Mm, I think it said something about 155, but I didn't hear where. Well, let me back that up a little bit. I wish this was louder. Yeah. I wonder how many times he had taken that boat out or how many times he'd been out there because yeah, he, he could have been out there many a times and known about that island and stuff. He may not even have been in that boat and knew where that island was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of the things that, that uh, seems a little off is like the police asked him about no bait, right? I mean, not everybody uses bait to fish. That's true. Right. Um, but he didn't ask uh, who are using artificial, 
you know, how many rods did you take? You know, some of the questions I would ask. You know, see if you caught anything that day. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe took a picture of it. You know, everybody knows that we like to take pictures of what fish we catch. And back then, I had a phone that had a camera phone, so it was. No, here's the thing. If I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't recall two thousand two. It's a long time ago. Uh, did they have um, those depth finders and GPS locations on those type of things back then? Yeah, yeah. Depth finders have been around since the nineties. Right, but with GPS. Not locations? really with GPS. No, just the just the depth finder to tell you the depth. Is there like a record of? Well, I don't think he has a depth finder. But yeah. what I'm saying, what, where I'm going with it is, if he doesn't have a depth finder or a GPS thing, uh, and he's, you know, being able to maneuver by himself uh, in places around there, that just kind of tells me he might be a little bit familiar with that area. What do you think? Yeah. If somebody put it in a shallow area about three feet, and on a windy day, if it's choppy, you can't tell how deep it is. And yeah. in this, you can see through the water. Some places you can, some places you can. Um, you know, the closer you get to shore, you, you, you're good. But, you know, that to me, it seems like it would have been a little bit deeper area. But like I said, I've never been there. I don't know the water, the waterscape. Right. Um, uh, that's why Jaime, when he said last time, I love fiberglass boats. I like them till you don't know what's under you. <laughs> so you hit that. So you hit that one shallow part, and you crack the, crack the crack the hull. So that's why I like the aluminum ones. Flat yeah. bottoms are the ones I like. So I just like I have a fiberglass one, so I like that one. <laughs> they're heavy. I mean, they're good. They don't move around as much. But I remember the few times we've gone, and even Lake Amistad in the summertime when it gets a little dry, you'd be going and. The depth finder starts reading too low, it'll, it'll beep, right? And then um, then all of a sudden, boom, we hit land. Like, But there's water around us, you know? We mm. almost flew off the boat. Oh, and just, and just to get the boat where we were going through, we all had to jump into the water because we had already, like, beached it. So Damn. we all had to get off and just drag it across. And you ever tried dragging a fiberglass boat across? We already had gone halfways, man. They're heavy as heck. <laughs> when they stick to the bottom, so that's why the, the aluminum one I had was a flat bottom. I skid right over that stuff. Mm. Well, the motor. Yeah, yeah. I got a skiff. It can it can go into low water. It's not one of like like I'm his bass boat. Yeah. So interesting, interesting stuff. We gotta we gotta go try to um, test out these weights in the water. Yeah, we go to the Bay Area and see. And I'm down to go to Bay. the Bay Area just to Purpose just to go. Bay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> and he's on the phone with somebody. Uh, I don't know where are you at now. In front of my our house. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, where you're gonna stay at your place, obviously. Where Nate and Brent going? Okay. 
um, I don't know. Thanks, I appreciate that. Can I give you a call back for a while? Thanks, Amy. Sister-in-law. Amy, half his lacy sister. Different um, mothers. Okay, so you fish in 90 minutes, about then when you go back to go back to the marina, get back in your boat. Yeah. You see anybody? You talk to anybody out there? Um, talk to a couple guys fishing, ask me, you know, did you catch anything? No, no they didn't either. Um, the guys working, fixing, uh, maintenance main, main guys got a good laugh at me trying to back down the trailer. Okay. Um, so a couple guys laughing and a couple guys talking about fishing. Um, then what? How did you get there? Um, highways, you mean? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's the highway to uh, Oakland, it's 580, yeah. and they dig 80, 80 north, right, right to go to, if you like, go to Sacramento, or... Um, so you took 580, 80 north, okay. Yeah, and it's like the second exit from Berkeley. Come home the same way? Yeah. You have to stop for gas? Stop for gas, and um, I guess it's Livermore. Livermore or Which one's near the Alpha Mine? Uh, Livermore. Um, Where'd you stop? Uh, I think it's a Chevron station. There's a. Uh, bus around there. Was that on the way home or the way in there? Way home. How'd you pay? Credit card. You have that receipt still? Uh, I think you have a receipt. Uh, debit card or credit card? Uh, I don't know which way they counted that your credit when you stick it in there. But it was your bank, it wasn't a Chevron card. Right, right, it's my, you know, eBay, ATM, debit, credit card, combo. Did you, you didn't get that kind of store? Okay, when when you got in the car, when did you call, you said? I called Lacey uh, just as I was leaving the marina. Home time? Where it was, uh, home and mobile. What's your phone number? 524-2049. Do you know, Blue, if they ever, um, where, where was Lacey's phone at? Was it at the house? That I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't remember them seeing it. If, uh, they found the phone, if she had a cell phone. I didn't look into that part yet. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to Google it real quick. Because I, I don't know the answer to that one. I mean, back then, it was not too... I'm pretty sure she probably had a cell phone. And well, when he still, said the mobile. Yeah. And then, you know, mostly everybody still had home phones back then. It wasn't until, like, I would say 2004, 2005, when they started coming out with iPhones, that everybody started getting phones more. Right. It was the Nokia's and the Blackberries back then. Let's see. Uh it says Scott Peterson made a telephone call from home on Christmas Eve more than thirty five minutes after he claims he left. 
I don't know if that's true. I'm trying to figure out if Jones, you know, what happened to her cell phone. Interesting. If anybody knows in the in the live chat, please let us know. We appreciate that. In her car. There's no. But he tried calling her, said that um, she didn't answer. This is while he was leaving the, the marina. How many messages she had to to doors? Yeah, I'll say it was probably your dad or somebody. Seems like he's just kind of going through his phone, trying to get that uh, time there. <laughs> oh, a lot of dead air right there. Yeah. It shows zero concern. Like I said, he hasn't asked for, you know, any updates on his wife or, or any of those things. You know, he's just kind of, you know, if anything, he- go ahead. When the sister and I called, that's the only time he probably got a little update. But. Yeah. But, you know, he still didn't show much emotion. I think he showed more emotion about getting the times right than anything else. Yeah. And a little bit when his uh, when his voice cracked a little bit in the beginning, there was some emotion there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. There he goes. He handed the phone back to him. 
for the audio only, guys. Um, okay, so then you get gas, you drive straight home to the warehouse, drop off the road. Okay. Did you, uh, when you left, were you wearing, what, what were you wearing when you left? Uh, blue jeans and blue t shirt. And what were those shoes? Oh, Timberland. Which jacket? Um, your jacket in your truck? Well, I left the house. Uh, I didn't have a jacket on. Right. Um, I was in the warehouse. Um, I had that green pullover on that was in my truck you saw. Uh, with dark green, I had a camo jacket on in the boat. And a tan hat. I'd ask you what you were wearing yesterday, but I'm pretty sure it was a blue shirt. Okay, so then you uh, went back to the shop. Blue scripts. Blue scripts. What, what else did you do? Anything else? No, that's it. I guess I saw that bags. Not like getting home, so straight home. Anybody else in the warehouse area? Uh, came up? Not this afternoon. There's a few this morning. Okay, so then so that fax came in and it's three hour time difference. Okay, so then you try to you try to call her anymore? Just um well once when the ring on both phones and then um later on when was that second call? No, the second call wasn't for people from the dad or somebody. Other second message on the phone? There's only one from you. Yeah. There was two there, but one was left at like five thirty in the afternoon with an old gruffy voice said, Lacey, everybody looking for you. Didn't say who that was Um why don't I look two at home? I know I left two on the mobile. Maybe I didn't leave one on the mobile. So the, uh, the two at home, though, one was from when you left and one was some other time? Or? One was when I left Berkeley, and the other one was uh, when I was driving in Livermore. The traffic was pretty bad. I knew I wouldn't be home by four, so I gave her a call. Okay, so then what, you drive home, you back in? Yeah. You, work? you always do that? Yeah, I've had that box broken into a couple times. Well, I broke into, but I failed to lock it a few times and got the umbrellas and I was back in. Um, those umbrellas, were they in your car before? Really? Put them in this morning and mm -hmm. Tan was leaving them at the warehouse. And so you put them both away? Yeah. Got to take them out. So you put the umbrellas in there this morning? Because you were going to storm at the warehouse? Yeah, I think it
would you just forget? Even saw him in there when I locked the door. You know, so it's lazy. Okay, then you got home. Then what? How do you go? What door do you go in? When uh, what I would call our back door, which is that French door where my shoes were at. See the dog out there? Yeah. Yeah, right there. And did he still have his leash on? Mm -hmm. Uh, French doors were on. Yes. How did you do when you go in? Um, dog and the cat followed me in, so I dumped out that mop water and the cat went over to it. Where was the mop bucket? Um, do you remember uh, our front door? There's a little white piece of wood piece uh -huh. built in just in front of that. Okay, so. Uh, your dog and cat come in with, through the doors, and your cat goes over to this bucket. Yep. And what was it going to drink out of it? Or? Looked like it to me. So you just picked it up and walked it out the front door then? No, that little side door. So it was right outside of it. And you just set it out there? Dumped it, set it in there. So what did you do? Were you calling for Lacey or? Oh yeah, of course. But she wasn't home? No. As soon as she's at her mom's. You're, you put your jeans, your blue t-shirt, anything else in there? I think that great pullover was in there too, wasn't it? Did you did you use did you start the washer? Yeah. You put soap? Mm -hmm. Okay, then what? Uh grab some pizza from the fridge. Put the box out? Yeah, put it on the counter like a lunch, uh glass of milk. And grab some shower. You have a glass of milk? So, so he's saying that he 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 goes home. He notices the dog is in the backyard with the leash, but Lacey's not with them. Uh, he calls her, but she don't answer. He assumes that she's with his her mom, and he proceeds to do the laundry at that point. I get everything right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And he took the bucket out so that the cat wouldn't drink the the mop water. Right. I wonder why he's washing his clothes like that. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, is that the only set of clothes that he washed? There wasn't anything else that was, you know, needed washing. You know what I mean? Isn't there like a, a hamper that you typically? I don't know. Maybe he just washes everything right after he's done using it. Do you find that odd? 
Yeah, that seems pretty odd to me, but depends. Did he get mud all over himself at the lake and stuff like that? But still, uh, that's true. Or was it blood that he had to wash off? Hmm. That's true too. I don't know, man. I mean, like I said, I mean, I just think it's kind of weird, you know, that he's, you know, washing just that. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm not saying that doesn't mean he's guilty or anything. Just kind of weird. Oh, man. How many pieces do you have? Um, I think there's one full piece that happened by another one. Did you shower? Yeah, I think it's decent. I think it's Gonna say, um, one thing I, I gotta get going, I gotta work tonight. But uh, they put on that he's a clean freak, but he left all the concrete markings in the garage from the buckets, which means he's not that clean. So it contradicts, you know. I don't know because not me as, as a person that does construction, you always know when you're gonna be working with concrete or paint, you're gonna do it somewhere where there's going to be some spillage either put a cardboard down do it outside in the grass or you can rinse it off so i don't think he was too much of a neat person but i don't know all right i gotta go to work guys i'll take care see you later blue as for me i i don't know if he was a neat freak or not he could have been um 
you know, it, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. We'll see if, I guess, once there's uh, some more information that's out there, I'm sure that it came up in trial or somebody spoke about it. I don't know. Closer friends, meaning Stacy and Renee. And I was. Had the phone book out to call hospitals when I think Sharon called me back at that point and said that they would do that and call the police and for me to uh, check the neighbors and go to the park. Sharon, I'm pretty sure on that sequence. I mean, I may have checked the neighbors and then come back and got the phone book. So he admits there's some things that are abnormal and those are things that he noticed right away. You know, the unlocked door, 
the dog with, with his leash. And yet he continued to, you know, shower, wash his clothes, eat uh, before calling uh, his in-laws. Just, just an observation. Okay, well, we're in your room and we're talking about your closet. Look like a couple duffel bags now. Yeah. That, that was normal, or yeah. did you get something out of the duffel bag that was on the ground, the raincoat or something today? Um, out of that blue bag, the mm -hmm. Nike bag, I took my tennis shoes out of it. The ones you wore? No, no, the white ones that were on the top of the wet part. You did that recently? This morning. I think that was morning. But the uh, leather brown one I just tossed up there, and the other one I hardly ever used, so just. How about the gun? How, how long has that been in your car? Um, probably a month. To uh, long line shoe pheasants took it with me. Is that your gun? It's always seen better days, but yeah, it looks like it. I don't think I I tried to shoot it once in a long time. I didn't get the wrong. So. <laughs> I mean, have you had it a long time? Yeah, I think I've had it done. Well, you know, maybe registered to me or maybe registered to my father, actually. I think I've mean, gotten that before I was 18. Yeah, but long. And he is so, you know, he's a fire hunt. So it's been in your glove box about a month? I think so. I'd have to check the date on when I was going to find Long time? Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Bishop. Right. What, uh, you, you went up there on uh, Pheasant Hunt. Yeah. You don't use that to shoot Pheasant no. Hunt. Have you fired it recently? A pistol? Yeah. No. Not within the past year, no. Did you go home with anybody? I have my father. Your dad lives down San Luis Obispo or San Diego? You know how many it was loaded with? I don't know. Are you old today? So they're asking him a lot about his guns and, um, you know, what he's done with them and when was the last time he used them. You know, they're really kind of questioning him more, in my opinion, uh, like a suspect than they are a um, than anything else. But like like we had said, there was the uh, I think there was the potential, not the potential, but there was a. Um, what do you call it? Shoot, I lost my train of thought there. I, something came up on my computer really loud. Um, and. <clears throat> So, yeah, no. So up to this point, though, uh, a little concerned about a lot of things here or a lot of concerned about a lot of things here. 
you know, his, his alibi is kind of weird. You know, he decided to go boating instead of golfing because of the weather. Yeah, you know, his actions when he got home are, are a little bit suspicious, in my opinion. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know. So far, let me let me know in the live chat, guys. I haven't asked you guys. What do you, what do you guys think about this? Do you guys think he's uh, acting a little bit odd or suspicious? Put a one if you think he's suspicious. Put a two if uh, you think there's a logical explanation for his well, the way he's acting, so to speak. Towels that went in the washing machine. You don't know how they, where they were, what they were used on. No, I assume. Well, I mean, I assume that Marguerite used them. My minute, but I don't know what services or anything like that. Did you reserve Monday? Yeah, I Monday. Lots in does bring up a pretty good point here. He was cheating on his wife when she went missing. Uh, he is nervous, and that could be a reason why he's he's nervous is the fact that maybe perhaps since he was having an affair and, and how that would look on on the entire situation. But, hey, here's the but. And just kind of playing both sides here. Um, his actions, even after this, like his continual um, relationship in with, with Amber after the fact. You know, he couldn't put it to the side for a little bit, you know, until until his wife was found or, or whatever the case was, he was still going on with that relationship. So I, I feel like that in that moment is still a little bit odd, you know, and, and, and suspicious to me, but you know, everybody acts differently. So, you know, just because one person acts a certain way doesn't necessarily mean uh, that everybody should act that way. If that makes any sense. You guys, you guys have any problems? Uh, marriage problems? Everything's good. Bump, 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 bump it up. And that's the noise I was talking about. That popped up again. For those that don't know, that's from uh, I, I cover the Steelers, and that's Pump Your Brakes by the Steel Curtain Network, guys. I had to download that, and it popped up real loud in my ears. <laughs> All right, let's continue this. This is five. Is it very nice? Is it very nice? Please. 
the times you've walked in the park, you said that uh, you have seen campers, bonds, or whatever. Um, and has Lacey ever complained to you about somebody bothering her? No, like I said, no, I don't think it ever come up to her and accosted her in any way. Um, you know, she had a time she just felt uncomfortable and thankful she had the dog. Um, we've called, you know, the police a couple times about people down there just said, you have to move on. You know, and it's um, not uncommon for Lacey or myself to you know, wake one of these guys or ladies up and tell them to get lost. The dog is it a, I mean, she's glad to have the dog, but the dog is, I got two things. You're protecting her. It is, are they? Yes. I mean, uh, I'm in the yard and a guy comes up to me and the dog is fine. Okay. Um, but it's been in the past when someone approaches her in our yard at least, um, that he's very protective of her. He looks like he's been around the block, been around a while. Yeah, you know what? Is he yours or? Yeah, she got the very, um, yeah, like a month after we knew each other. She oh, really? was a deal. Yeah. Oh, but he looked older than five years old. Oh, yeah. No, he's eight. Is he? Yeah. Eight or nine. What's the dog's name? Mackenzie. Let's talk about the dog real quick. I know that there's been a couple of witnesses that have said that they had seen you know, Lacey walking the dog a couple of times in the neighborhood after 10 o'clock. Um, and I believe somebody found the dog uh, outside of the outside of their yard and took the dog back and put the dog in the backyard, which is why uh, the dog was back there when he got home. It doesn't really explain why, you know, the back door um, was unlocked. That one's a little bit kind of mysterious, right? Because I think that what he's trying to say there is basically that you know, maybe somebody came into the house and, uh, and took her forcibly, right? That it was a uh, potential, you know, burglary gone wrong type of thing. And they put the dog in the backyard. And then people started seeing, you know, witnesses and stuff. And so that maybe that's why that theory changed. I'm just kind of curious as to, you know, those two things on the dog situation. Uh, let's continue. These numbers, um, guy. Yep. Fellows there. message is a uh, business of some sort, so the number's wrong, our phone book. 
before you. So there's the uh, mailman theory, and I, I've been seeing it in the live chat. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I know you guys will. But isn't the mailman theory or the mailman the situation where uh, when he arrived at the house that the dog wasn't barking and that that meant that the dog was that she was already walking out there with the dog? And and I also thought to myself, well, maybe. I mean, here here's the other Here's the other side of that, um, you know, pillow, so to speak, or or the other side of the sheet. And that is if if Scott committed this crime and he wanted to make it appear that the dog got loose or was on a jog or whatever the case may be. Right. And he let the dog go. Wouldn't that happen, you know, before he left to go get his boat at around 930 before the mailman got there? Now, I don't know what time the mailman did. If the mailman got there before 930. That's that's even more question marks. But, you know, if he left at 930, he would have had to have let the dog out, which means the dog wouldn't have been in the house or in the backyard when he went knocking afterwards. So just my train of thought on that aspect of it. Um, I hope that makes sense, because, like I said, to me, I think that's where it's at. Um, <clears throat> that's where the question mark is, right? Like, is it because she was out walking or is it because. Um, you know, they, um, <clears throat> you know, something nefarious that happened to her and he let the dog out. So without further ado, let's, uh, let's continue this. I think it was just unlocked. I don't know. I'll pass him, but... 
curious, what, uh, Maggie was there on, uh, or Maggie and Marguerite, but she was out on Monday, and obviously she did a lot of work, but the yeah. house were filthy. Why was your wife mopping on Tuesday morning? Yeah, I mean, she was pretty fastidious about it, though. Was she? With the dog and the cats, and her, uh, you know, doing the Christmas deal. That was pretty cool. Is that going to be at your house? Tomorrow, or today, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's, uh, she always had the back of the phone out. He he, he kind of chuckled at that. You know, the cop said something to the effect about, well, let's rewind that. I, I I don't understand why why he would chuckle at that. Why was your wife mopping on Tuesday morning? Yeah, I mean, she was pretty fastidious about it, though. Was she? With the dog and the cats and her, uh, you know, doing the Christmas deal. That was, that was pretty cool. Is that going to be at your house? Tomorrow, or today, right? It is. I mean, it could be nothing. Just kind of, kind of odd. She's uh, she always had the back of the phone. Okay, so that is unusual. You haven't fired any guns Be willing to, well, you showered already, you said, right? Good question. When you were at Lone Pie, you said you tried to fire that handgun once. Yeah. But what happened? Just clicked. Just clicked? Yeah. Uh, ejected that round. Second one clicked. I think I ejected it. Yeah, I know I ejected it. Second one clicked. So he's saying the gun that he had didn't work. It just jammed, clicked twice. But he was about to ask him, you know, if he would, you know, submit to a gunshot residue test. And and he goes, oh, well, you already showered, right? And, and it's interesting. It's interesting. Now, there was no sign of anything in his house that made it, you know, anybody believe that something like that occurred, you know, with a gun in the home. But. Could be an explanation as to why he showered so quickly. You said you did fire. You, you must have. Did you get a pheasant? Oh yeah. Would you be? There it is. <laughs> you guys can tell it's my first time watching this one. Well, you showered after you said, so I'm not thinking this is even going to be $1 wood. Gunshot residue. If he if he touched well, I mean if he, if he touched something, uh, sometimes you can transfer that. So you know, I would check his door handle and his on his vehicle. You know, maybe the steering wheel, all those type of things. Um, 
it'd be interesting what those type of results were if they if they did those. I'm not sure if they did or not. But yeah, he's not worried because he didn't. Yeah, there was no evidence that this crime was committed with a with with the gun, and you know I think that the fact that because there was only a torso that was washed up and it had been deteriorated uh, so much, there's probably no telling, you know, if if the manner of death was by that sort of like weapon to above the neck because that was the one, one of the uh, extremities that was missing from the torso, then um, you know, I don't think there's be any way of, of telling that at that point where they uh, discovered the body. So, yeah. C-O-T-T. But he's been sitting in here for 52 minutes answering questions and not once has he asked about any updates about his wife. You know, for the officer, if he could find something out. Has there been sightings? Again, not asking those aren't an indication of guilt. It's just something that is something you would expect regardless of the manner in which the person may or may not be you know expressing their concern right some people don't get as concerned as others they don't show those type of emotions that doesn't negate the fact that those questions are probably questions that are answered regardless of the emotion behind it and i find that to be a little bit concerning They should have checked the gypsy gang. Oh, yeah. I remember there's a, I, I, remember, well, I don't remember. I, I've heard that there's a lot of theories, uh, a gang, a bike gang. Wasn't there like a couple that uh, took, took unborn babies from their mothers and by force? Um, and the burglars, I think those are the only ones that I've, I can think of that I've heard. Uh, again, I don't know him in, in intimate detail, so I don't know what exactly uh, goes along with it. I know with the van, because we just recently talked about it, that there was a van found, you know, less than a mile away, burnt up with a mattress in the back that had red and brown stains on it that had said presumptive, tested positive for presumptive for blood. Or I probably got all those words mixed up, but you know what I'm trying to say. And um, had a pre presumptive test for blood. <laughs> um, they don't know whose blood it is, but they want to test it to Lacey's blood to ensure, make sure to see if there's a connection. I know that there was uh, somebody that saw a group of people or two people that was trying to force somebody into a van, uh, a pregnant person. If that person, you know, uh, that they saw, I mean, you know, it's kind of suspicious. It's out there. Um, I would want those items tested with, without a fact. I mean, you know, even if I was just, you know, a victim's family member, just so that I knew 
Like there's none of these theories are true. You know, give if the guy committed this crime and he's as guilty as they say. Would you be willing to take a polygraph? Let's see what he says here. Here's yes. So what you're telling me, Scott, is there's no, you have no idea where this is. Okay. I, I, I only have, I have a couple concerns. One is the cell phone call that you made. That if you listen to it, that call was made for 17. The first one you made from uh, Yeah. You said, no, you said 217, but the timestamp on the call says 1217. And then to me, Save today at twelve seventeen a.m. Was that what I said? No, no, let me. Is there some sort of time discrepancy on when he made a phone call? About two hour discrepancy. I hope this isn't like cut short because I only got like an hour and two minutes on this. Huh. Well, the officer was wrong. Did. 12, 16, or 2, 16. Yeah. Right. The only, just to eliminate you as a suspect, you'd be willing to take, take that. Would you be willing to take a polygraph? Yeah. They're accurate, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it's not nothing I can use against you, but yeah, I believe they're accurate. No, I'm certainly Wouldn't be now, it'd be, you know, in a day or two or a week, even about ever. No, it's just like the next step in this thing. Sure. Really, uh, what's left is the flyers, the canvas tomorrow, the media coverage. What concerns me the most is the fact that your dog came home with a leash on. That bothers me. I mean, it... The demeanor of the officer changed there. I'm not sure if you guys noticed that, but the demeanor of the officer, he was about to press him about the phone call and question him about certain things. It, it, it backfired, obviously. And now he's talking about what's next and vigils and flowers and flyers. Okay. Kind of tells me at this moment, they really don't know much at all. But this is the next day. You know, they probably are, are working with limited information. I'm sure more stuff comes out after this day. And we're going to continue going through this. We're going to go through the search warrants. We're going to go through um, the arrest warrants, the PCA, the whole nine yards. We're taking this piece by piece. Let's, let's finish this off. But he, he also said he was willing to take a lie detector test. I don't remember him taking one. Let me know in the comments section if he did. I don't remember him taking one. Question. Yeah. Um, what concerns me most is doing 
anything I can to further progress. I appreciate that. And I don't want you to hold I don't want you to hold it against me. I mean sometimes I hate asking you gotta do it. But I, I do, I really do have to do it and I mean I understand I'm glad you have a strong support system. I'll give you my number to my card, but there's not more, a lot more we can do right now other than Canvas. Well, we can do a lot. Okay. Do you have any questions? No, I mean, I've asked you a couple times what to do, um, so I have the answers to that. So, we're going to go do it. And so, yeah, there's, you know, all we can do now is make people aware of the problem, the situation, and hope that somebody saw something or knows something. The only question I have what about resources available. You saw my mother-in-law tonight. Uh, yeah, you saw some of my wife's friend, myself, for uh, counseling, that kind of thing. There, so, yeah, there, that's... Can you give us some numbers or just search them? No, no, I can give you those numbers. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, you're probably not going to get any answers today. Well, and there's no need to qualify today. We find Lacey in the next days. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah, I'll give you those numbers. I will. Yeah. 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 I'll give you those numbers. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, you're probably not going to get any answers today. Yeah, no, no, I mean, but yeah, it's Christmas. I mean, yeah, of course. So, well, and there's no need to qualify. Today we find Lacey in the next days. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, I'll give you those numbers. I will in England. That's my number, my cell phone number, and uh, I'll get you the, the number to the England services. Uh, now, where do you want to go? Oh, physically, back to my home. And that is it. That's the uh, the end of the interview there. Um, he wanted to go back home. And I, I know I brought it up a few times that he hadn't asked for updates or sightings or anything of his wife. I do realize that it was around 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, so perhaps... He's given those and it's highly unlikely that he's going to get more, you know, updates throughout that time frame. So, you know, I get that aspect of it. Uh, I'm just kind of. Well, there's just a lot of you know, there's a little few things here that are suspicious. You know, we, we've heard his story. He, he told a lot of people that he was going to go golfing. He changed his mind that morning to fishing. He went to his office. Yeah. Did some emails. Worked on a wood building machine, uh, grabbed his boat, went out to the bay, uh, took his boat out to this small island area to check out the trolling. Brought the boat back, got home. The dog was in the backyard with the leash. Back door was unlocked. Didn't think of any of those things, thought and assumed that his wife was with her in uh, with his in-laws. Took a shower. Ate washed his clothes, and then he called 911. Or not even, he called his father-in-law, and his father-in-law called 911. 
Now, from my understanding, I read it. I'm not sure, but I think I read somewhere that he ended up calling 911 later or emergency or police to report the missing persons as well. Report Lacey as a missing person as well. But, you know, to this point, based on his story, I think a lot of the things that he's saying is verifiable as far as where he was at certain times, you know, the email, the voicemail that he was talking about, what time it was sent or received. Those things could have all been calculated, though, planned ahead of time to make it look like he was just acting normal. I don't know. There's a lot more evidence to go through. There's a lot more things to see. Uh, this is just the beginning. This is just the surface of this case. We're going to be going through it. Um, on Friday, we're going to talk about Brian Koberger and the uh, and Richard Allen and probably take some phone calls as well. So I, I recommend and we'll talk also about Scott Peterson as well. Um, we'll take phone calls. If you want to talk about the Scott Peterson case, uh, check in on Friday. That's our phone call day that we're going to be doing this week. Uh, typically, you know, the first part of the show is going to be dedicated towards Brian Koberger because there is a hearing on the 26th. Uh, I know it's sealed, I believe, but we're going to talk about the outcome, if if anything. And um, and then from there, we're going to take the phones. And usually, typically, it's about, you know, the cases that we've covered. And since we are covering this case, you can call in and give us your thoughts and opinions on the Scott Peterson case, innocent, guilty, either or. You know, this is an area or a place where I'm not going to or we're not going to to judge anybody for their thoughts or opinions on a certain thing. Uh, just going to hear it and listen to it and uh and hopefully we just kind of add some logic if there's needed to be and or think about it logically and um and come up with a solid conclusion that's kind of what we do here but with that being said guys i'm gonna get out here i want to thank everybody that stay tuned all this way if you're here still and you're not subscribed please subscribe hit that like button share this content with your friends family members who are true crime junkies uh, i know our our name for the new guys uh, drunk turkey show doesn't really scream out true crime but um you know i'm an ex-law enforcement blues and in, in, uh, medical field i'm as ex, uh, ex-military and so we all have our little background in certain things that kind of help us understand uh the law enforcement side or or what they're trying to do at least but with that being said i'm out of here guys we'll see you next time peace